Batman Universe comic podcast episode number 8. I'm your host Dustin, and as always we have with us... Apple. And we are going to bring you the reviews for Superman Batman number 53, Superman and Batman vs. Vampires and Werewolves number 206, and finally we are going to be reviewing Joker, graphic novel by Brian Azzello and Lee Bermejo. So, we got a lot to cover as far as we want to make sure we give plenty enough time to the Joker graphic novel, and we do have some comic news and book news to report as well and we have a little special thing for you which if you listen into the podcast you'll learn more about the special thing that we've got in store for you for episodes in the future so let's uh, start off right away with comic news we got two things to report um, on Thursday December 4th Tony Daniels was, was talking about uh, the upcoming battle for the cow story on his blog Tony will be writing and drawing for this storyline and here's a little snippet of what he had to say about it he said so by now a lot of you may have heard that I've been tapped for the honor of both writing and drawing battle for the cow due out next March regular readers of my blog know that I've written before books like the 10th adrenaline f5 silk and humankind and that I've worked on a screenplay writing for the last seven years or so. Notably, a screenplay right now that's being developed by producers Pierce Williams and also a screenplay I co-wrote that had Oscar winner Bruce Deavies attached to produce. So basically, I've been busy writing a lot when I haven't been drawing. So it's great to put out some of my skills I learned on the screenwriting side of things into my comics writing. So far, so good. I turned in my first script recently and should be ready to start penciling next week. It's very exciting to be writing comics again, particularly this comic with these characters. I feel very at home within Gotham City, and it'll be great showing you 100% of my vision. I can't discuss the story, but I can say there's a lot of action, lots of characters, and one big issue to resolve, who should take over the cape and cowl? Should it be taken over? I have 90 pages to tell this tale, 30 pages a book, three books starting in March. I'll be treating this the way I would treat a 90-minute film. As they say, the future is now. Tony. So what's interesting about this is that he's taking the approach as it's a 90-minute movie, which is kind of interesting in my opinion. Yeah, I was like, when when he said that he, he was going to treat it like a 90-minute movie, I'm like, you better hold me in like a 90-minute <laughs> minute movie because, you know, I read the temp, you know, I collected all the issues, but told, I'm totally shocked that I, he was going to pencil. I didn't know he was going to write, so I'm looking forward to that. I think everybody is, especially since it'll be the main story for Batman come March. All right, so then um, sometime this week, there we wrote an article up on the website, thebatmanuniverse.net, talking about DC Nation talking about Batman comics. Now, for the last couple weeks, DC Nation has had, normally the days that they post their articles about upcoming things happening in the DC Nation, they posted for the last four weeks various pictures that said under construction. Now, about two weeks ago, they posted a picture that had three characters on it. Now, the three characters were Red Robin, Batwoman, and Robin. The interesting aspect is the Robin that's featured in this picture is the Robin that a lot of people have been claiming could be, in fact, Damien. So, that was the first picture. Now, a week ago, posted a picture that had Flamebird and somebody that looks very similar to have a bat symbol on their chest, but in a costume that we've never seen before. Now, there was a rumor being spread around for a while saying that there was going to be a new Nightwing that was going to be in Metropolis working with Flamebird. Now, there's not a whole lot of information about this possible new Nightwing other than this picture, which we're assuming is this new Nightwing. But I have to wonder if this Nightwing is someone that we've seen in the past and is taking a new costume and name, or if it's somebody that we all know from 
the Batman universe. You know, and I was wondering about this because he has the headband like the the Kryptonians, like the the storyline is going on for Superman. So I was wondering if it has to do something with the new Kryptonians. It, it, I don't know why they would be wearing that headband if they weren't. So that's that's one of the clues I was looking at in that picture. And then the other thing that came out of that DC Nation was just this this week they had uh, Dan DiDio, as we all know, as a senior editor over at DC. He was in charge of writing the DC Nation article this week, and he had a lot to say. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to read through everything. I'll just give you a basic summary of everything that he says. But head over to the website, thebatmanuniverse.net, head over to Comic News, and you can read the article. It's entitled More Talk of Batman Comics future from DC. Check that out and then you can read the entire article that we wrote for this. Basically everything that he mentioned we can expect to see a lot of changes. As we all know Detective Comics and the main Batman series will be going on hiatus as of February. Starting in March we're going to see the Battle for the Cowl miniseries written by Tony Daniel and then that'll be three issues. But some of the other things that we're going to, as we all also already know, is like we talked about in the last podcast, Nightwing, Robin, and Birds of Prey are all getting canceled, but we have a lot of other things that are going to be in store for us in the months to come. We will have five different one-shots based on characters that will be important to the future of Batman, and then we will also have a three-issue miniseries about Oracle. Now, this is interesting because even though Nightwing, Robin, and Birds of Prey are being canceled, it seems as if, as if DC understands that us Batman fans, we don't want to not be able to get our Batman fix for comics. So they're making sure that they fill in the gaps because we're not going to have these series. The end of the article that he wrote basically said, and all of this just starts in March. Wait till you see what we have in the months to come. And then wait till June. So, meaning there could be a lot of new things coming to the Batman universe once June, which confirms what Ian Sattler told us at uh, Wizard World Texas about March and June being huge months for the Batman universe. So make sure... You, you keep your eye on the website, thebatmanuniverse.net, to make sure you get all the up-to-date news about anything that comes out of this. Alright, so then, that's all the comic news we have. As for book news, we've got a couple of books coming out in the next two weeks. The very first one is December 10th, we've got collection Batman Joker's Asylum, and basically the solicitation for this one reads, The Joker spins five dastardly tales of evil starring Batman's rogues gallery in this volume collecting all five Joker Asylum one-shots. Joker, Penguin, Two-Face, Scarecrow, and Poison Ivy. And these all came out last July, and as we told you and everybody already knew, there now are all going to be collected in this graphic novel. It's going to be 128 pages, and it's going to run you about $14.99 U.S. dollars. And I, I, would say, I would suggest them to buy that one. I, I like, uh, what did we discuss? We like three of the, the, the five stories that were in there, so. Yeah, three of the not five, bad. and for $14.99, that's not bad. It'd be different if it was $19.99. So on Wednesday, December 17th, we've got two more books that are coming out. The first one is... Batman Private Casebook, and the solicitation for this one reads, Collecting Detective Comics number 840 through 845, plus a story from the Infinite Halloween special, this hard-hitting new Batman volume pits the Dark Knight and guest star Zatanna against the new ventriloquist and the the still-the-same Scarface, as well as Talia al Ghul, the Riddler, and more. It's going to be 160 pages, and this one will run you about 1999. And then the only other one that we've got is uh, also on December 17th, we've got Showcase presents The Brave and the Bold, The Batman Team-Ups, Volume 3, and the solicitation is Enjoy over 500 pages of adventure with this collection featuring The Brave and the Bold, number 109 through 134, as Batman teams with dozens of DC favorites including The Demon, Mr. Miracle, Aquaman, 
The Flash, and many more. It's going to be 520 pages, and it's only going to be $16.99. Not bad. Yeah, we ran to a couple of uh, nicely half-priced ones at the the convention, so... So if you don't want to pay for it right now, just wait till next year, and you'll be able to find them at a convention for a lot cheaper. (laughs) Yeah, half off. So that's going to bring us right into our review section of the podcast. The first one we're going to do is Superman and Batman vs. Vampires and Werewolves number two. And Apple's going to tell us about that one. Okay, guys. Superman and Batman vs. Vampires and Werewolves and Tentacle Creatures from Beyond. That's the title for this one. It's 206 written by Kevin Van Hook and Tom Mandrake. Now, from the first one, uh, if you remember from the last comic podcast, we had mentioned that at the towards the end, it was kind of picking up. Well, in this one, the, the story kind of picks up, but the writer continues to use that third-person sense. Right off the bat, he introduces Nightwing. Nightwing comes in, and of course, it's it's right back into uh, fighting to the werewolves, so you can expect action right away. So, And that's a good thing for comic fans, because we want to see the action right away. But at the same time, we want a good story. So it, 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 he kind of continued on through telling the story and the the, the, the way that the, the story was playing out. And... I, I tend to feel that the, the writer could have moved the story more by more character development if he was going to talk about vampires and werewolves. Get in deep about these characters, you know, let us feel it, you know, let us care about these this, uh, these characters or why they're in there. Of course, it comes to Batman capturing a vampire, Nightwing capturing a werewolf. They meet up at the back of the Batcave and they, you know, each both exchange and they say, oh, you got one and what kind did you get? So that was pretty funny. But the story continued on. Within the story, you kind of find out that the werewolf's not really cool. He's he's not, I guess, aware of what's going on with him. And of course, pretty much typical of what happens to werewolves when they change and they come back and they're like, you know, what happened? Well, that's what happens here. That's what happens within within this comic. And so when we last left off, the doctor had a surprise. However, the creatures that he was trying to bring back turned on him. And so Batman, of course, being the detective, goes back to him and finds out what these creatures are really doing to him. So Batman comes in, tries to save his life, tries to save... It seems like an assistant that the doctor had. And so uh, Batman, you know, in typical fashion, brings on the action and brings these creatures to his playground. And so it brings them into the midst of, uh, of Gotham City. Now... There is a slight surprise when you get to the towards the end of this issue. You realize that they're actually in store for something more. Now, we had mentioned in the last issue, Wonder Woman came out. Superman never uh, appeared in the last issue. This issue, Superman appears, but not towards the end after Batman has already, I guess, begun the, the, the fighting and, and getting into it with these creatures. So Superman then comes into the picture and... At, towards the end is a big giant monster and if i can describe this it's kind of like if you saw hellboy 2 the golden army movie like a big old creature like that he fought in the street that's what you're going to see at the end of this comic and so at, at first I, I really didn't know how to feel about this series but i, I really wanted to say you know this this writer's you know he, he's taking too long uh he's not he's not developing well but it's a, it's a overall it's a fun story and it's a story that i don't think that's been done in a while 
while. So I, t- I, I took a step back. I just said, hey, you know what? It, it, it's, it's just a fun story. So I took it like that, guys. Now it's $2.99. That's the listed price for this. So if you don't have $2.99, I'm pretty sure a trade paperback of this is going to come out. But if you just want to read a fun story, you would just want to get away from the typical storylines that you're reading, hey, pick it up. It's, it's fun. It's, it's a fun story. Alright, so that'll bring us right into Superman Batman number 53. Now this issue is a new storyline. If you haven't been reading it, you can pick this issue up and you can start the new storyline. And the name of the storyline is Super Bat. Basically the way it works, starts off is Batman is in Metropolis and Superman is in Gotham and the first couple pages is them describing why each one of them despises the other one's city. Then it turns into Bruce Wayne having a little get-together at a museum displaying his warrior outfits from around time. And then basically to move it along, Silver Banshee has taken over a woman. She comes across this little medallion type thing and then she comes out and she says this is what she's been waiting for so that she doesn't have to move from one person to another person for the rest of her life. And then Superman decides to show up and basically try to get Silver Banshee away. She has some sort of super voice that she's used that Batman or Superman's never really dealt with before and Superman is knocked away. Well then Batman appears and tries to get her and then Batman has a ton of glass shattered into his chest so he has a bunch of little pieces of glass. She disappears, takes the woman hostage and leaves. Well Superman takes Batman back to the Batcave where Alfred helps him out, gets all the glass out of him. Within a couple minutes Bruce Wayne sits up and basically is like I'm fine, doesn't have a scar on his body at all and nobody understands why. Well they both decide they're gonna try to figure out what's going on Superman heads back to Metropolis, and he realizes that his, for some reason, his x-ray vision's not working. As he's flying in Metropolis, he decides he should probably go talk to Lois Lane to tell her that he's alright, and then all of a sudden he starts to fall out of the sky, and he's realized that he's losing his power somehow. At the same point, Robin and Batman are going through the streets of Gotham, trying to just do the normal stuff so that Bruce can get the what happened with the Silver Banshee out of his mind, and while they're on patrol, Batman realizes he starts to hear things and he can't figure out where it's coming from. So he follows what he hears, and it turns out to be some voices coming from a warehouse. He looks towards the building and sees through about four feet of stone and doesn't understand what the heck's going on. He then jumps down, ends up bursting through the wall, and it was basically a bunch of arms dealers with rocket launchers that were trying to make a deal. One of the guys picks up a rocket launcher and shoots it right at Batman, and then there's this big explosion. Rob makes it out, and he's like, Batman, where are you, Batman? And then all of a sudden, he sees Batman. So then the page goes to goes back to Superman, who has fallen out of the sky and crashed into Lois's apartment, and all of a sudden, Batman appears and says to him, we need to talk. And then Superman looks up, and Batman's flying, and he has glowing red eyes. So basically, Batman somehow has Superman's powers. And Superman has to deal with not being able to do anything, and Batman has to deal with not being overcome with the power of having these powers. But overall, it was a great, it was a pretty good story. Um, I felt like maybe they could have told a little bit more in the story than what they did. Alright, so then that brings us to the main comic for that those two weeks that came out, which is the Joker graphic novel by Brian Arzello, and the art was by Lee Bermejo. So, Apple, how about you dive into this book right away and tell us about, give us a summary of... Rarely, guys, do you ever have, in a typical 10-year span, do you ever have great Batman stories? 
the story of the Joker in the graphic novel is actually told through the eyes of a hired thug, I guess you could kind of say, Johnny Frost. Johnny Frost is dubbed to go ahead and pick up the Joker out of Arkham Asylum. Once Joker is released, he is really bringing anarchy out. And so the Joker, in typical Joker fashion, gets back into the swing of things. Frost is just going through here and watching this guy, looking how he operates, and really realizing that the Joker is really truly nuts. And it seems that he knows that he's just vying for time because he's waiting for Batman. And the Joker doesn't care. The Joker is just going all out doing what the Joker does, and that's just be psychotic and really doesn't make any sense. The story goes that Joker is actually having a little feud with Two-Face and Two-Face's gang. So it's kind of like Joker versus Two-Face, sort of. And I say sort of because Joker is the better side, <laughs> because Joker gets the upper hand towards the end when, uh, when him and Two-Face come together. However, there is a casualty in this to where Johnny Frost ex-wife gets involved and Johnny didn't know this but when he went to speak through this story he spoke to Two-Face Joker kind of took that as a really insult like why would you do that and so Joker kind of he takes care of Johnny Frost's wife and I'll just say that and so Johnny Frost realized that he's probably not going to make it out alive and Joker doesn't really care about anybody or anything and so towards the end the Joker's what he's been waiting for comes true Batman arrives of course Batman does what Batman does but the shocking point what I didn't expect I'm pretty sure you didn't expect this was what Johnny Frost did and with that I want to leave fans read the graphic novel because it's very interesting what Johnny Frost does is it's not what you think he would do, but um, as far as a character, a third-person character between Joker and Batman would do. And so I found that very interesting. But the whole outline of this story is Joker is psychotic. You don't know what he's going to do. He doesn't care about you, and he knows Batman's coming. And it's, it's the pure underline of what us fans love about the relationship between Batman and Joker. And that was just simply an awesome, awesome storyline. The ending will really shock you to where you you're, okay, when you put the book down, you're like, wow, I just went on a train ride, and that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really good parts in this story. Overall, it was a great book. I think that Brian and Lee, they work great together, and hopefully they do some more in the future. They have they they worked on Batman Deathblow together, and they do a great job when they work together, and it'd be, it'd be awesome if they would do more things in the future. The, this hyper-realistic sense, I mean, they continued it on from the from the Deathblow, Bat, from Batman Deathblow. I love that story also. And it seemed that they carried the hyper-realistic sense. And when we were at the uh, convention, we meant we mentioned this on uh, podcast before where it was just so funny that Keith Ledger's Joker came out similar to what Lee had drew for this novel. To see this kind of makes you think, gosh, man, if, if Batman 3 were coming out and the Joker was still in it, you would kind of want this kind of story in there. And it just makes you feel like if, if you want more after the Dark Knight and you want Joker to continue on, this is a perfect option. Yeah, this is this is definitely... It worked out perfectly because a lot of people wondered why this book didn't come out around the time of the movie instead of a couple months afterwards. 
And it made sense because the end of the movie has Joker being taken away to, as we all assume, Arkham Asylum. In this book, he's getting out of Arkham Asylum. So it's almost like a perfect way to continue on the story of the movie without actually doing that. Right. And any artist out there that, that sees the way and understands the way that Lee draws, you know that this type of drawing, uh, it, it, takes a, it takes a while. I mean, it, it's not something like you can you, you throw down on paper like, say, like a, like a Tony Daniels. Uh, uh, where it's just pencils, let's get the ink on there and let's send it to color. This, this guy's artwork is very detailed with uh, with shadowing, and you you get that sense throughout the book that you're you're re you're watching and you're reading a masterpiece as, as you're doing so. This has to go as one of the top stories in, in Batman's history, along with uh, Son of the Demon and Long Halloween, is you know such as those story arcs. This graphic novel is awesome. It's, it's a must own for Batman fans. And we're not we're not going to dive into it, talk in depth about this, just because we really want everybody to go out there and buy it. I, I guarantee in the future we will do a more in depth review, talk more about the storyline once everybody's gone out there and had the chance to read it themselves, because we definitely don't want to ruin anything, and we definitely don't want you not to be able to have the ability to just read it yourself before we tell you all about it. Right. Alright, so with that, let's gonna we're gonna do our final review of the three comics that we covered today. The first one, um, Superman and Batman vs. Vampires and Werewolves, number two of six. Um, Storyline, I'm gonna give a total of two out of five Batarangs. Just because I think this story could be like I like I've said last last time in Apple, I know you reiterated this this time. This story could be moving a lot faster. It seems to me that they're just really trying to spread it out because they've got six issues instead of making a four part. It's a six part, so they're trying to spread out the story. That's just what it seems. As for the art, the art's not that bad. I'm gonna give it three point five out of five batarangs just because it's it's decent art. It's not the best, but it's not bad. I'm gonna go ahead and give this the storyline. It's uh, it's two batarangs out of five on this one. I wish it, he's messing around with a little bit of mustard and he's trying to spread the whole sandwich with it. So, it, you know, he he could do be better. And here's hoping that the next coming issues are better. Artwork. I'm gonna give three batarangs out of five. You can see the artist really trying to work and really trying to get his detail. And you can kind of see his uh, progression with Batman in Gotham City and and as far as characters. So. I'm going to go ahead and give them three batarangs out of five. Okay, so basically, overall, it seems that it's about... Overall, the entire comic is about three out of five batarangs. So, like we said, this one's probably worth waiting for the trade paperback. All right, on to Superman Batman number 53. Art, I'm going to give three out of five because the art's pretty good. Although, I'm not really liking the depiction of Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent's faces. With sh- the artist does a lot of shadowing, and it seems that the shadowing kind of overtakes to almost make it seem like their eyes are very beady little eyes, instead of just making them eyes. As for story, I think that there's something with this story. It'd be kind of interesting to see what would happen when Batman has superpowers, and I find that interesting. So, story I'm going to give 4 out of 5 for right now. The artwork, um, the artist I'm pretty familiar with, and he, he, he does a pretty good job. He does a pretty good job. So, the artwork for him, I'm going to go ahead and give uh, 3.5 batterings out of 5. The story arc, um, as it progresses, it's something that they can develop further. Um, hopefully they do and they see that. But um, as far as story, I'm going to go ahead and give uh, 4 stars out of 5. Okay, so overall it seems that it's uh, 3.5 out of 5 batterings. So this one 
I'd say worth picking up right now. On to the Joker graphic novel. Definitely art-wise, I'm gonna say a lot of people probably aren't gonna really enjoy the fact that I my ratings for everything, but I'm gonna say 4.5 out of 5 just because I think there could be a little bit more detail in some of the panels. Now, don't get me wrong, there's lots of details throughout this entire book. I just think that some some panels have more detail than others that sometimes doesn't fit. As for story, this is a great story, 5 out of 5. The artwork, simply love it. I love Lee's artwork. The artwork right off right off the bat for me, coming through this book, and I'm real critical about artists. Lee did a wonderful job. However, you did mention that some of the pages could, could have used a little bit more detail. I saw that. I'm assuming that was uh, due to maybe some rush in, in some sort of uh, deadline capacity, I'm, I'm thinking, as far as because of the, the volume of the, the way this book was. Artwork, I'm going to go ahead and give 4.5. I want to give it a 5, but I did see the small detail that wasn't in there to give it like a, a Jim Lee score type. 4.5 as far as artwork. Wonderful, wonderful artwork. Story tops. It, it's five batterings out of five. It, it's it's just it's gonna grip you guys. It it just holds you, and you're gonna put down the book, and you're like, gosh, this is a real good story. Yeah. So this one definitely worth picking up. This is going to be right in the same category as Long Halloween, Dark Victory, The Killing Joke. This is it's just that good. So make sure if you haven't picked it up, take that twenty bucks that you get from your grandma for Christmas and go down to the comic book shop and pick it up if you haven't already. Right. I want information. And I'll get it any way I please. Alright, so that's going to bring us into a little of announcement. I'm not going to divulge into this very much. You can hear it from a guy going to be working with us in the future, and his name's Nick. So, let's hear from Nick. Hello, Batman Universe fans. Don't worry, no need to adjust your iPods. Who are you? How did you get in here? My name's Nick, and I'm here to tell you about an upcoming, regular feature of the Batman Universe comic podcast. Batman Comics... For beginners. In this slot, we are going to be reviewing a Batman Universe trade paperback every episode, starting from the beginning of Batman and working our way through until we have the ultimate trade paperback list. This slot is designed for those of you out there like me, ready to get into the Batman comics, but not knowing where to start. Well now is a better time than any to get started. So thanks to Dustin's help, I've got a list of books to get through, and one by one, we'll get through them all. Of course, you hardcore Batman fans out there can still get a kick out of looking over these old books and reviewing them again with us, giving us some extra info and insight into the books as we go along. We also want this segment to be interactive, so I want your views on the book too. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Send us all your questions and opinions and we'll get through them all. As well, of course, of using the BatmanUniverse.net forum. Every episode, I'll let you know the book we'll be reviewing in advance. So then you can go out, buy it, loan it, just get it any way you can, so you're ready for the review of it in the next episode. I hope you guys are excited about Batman Comics for Beginners, and ready to take part with me in reading through and compiling the biggest and best list of Batman Universe trade paperbacks that there's ever been. The first trade paperback I'm doing is Batman Year One, written by Mr. Frank Miller. It's a solid one to start off with, and one with plenty to talk about, and it'll be in the next comic podcast. So go read it now. So until then, this is Nick from Batman Comics for Beginners on the Batman Universe comic podcast. You've changed things. Forever. 
Alright, so that's what we've got in store for you in episodes to come. So make sure you check out Batman Year One so that you can understand exactly what's going on. We're excited about this and we hope you are too. Everybody who's getting into the comics because of the movie and really hasn't been involved beforehand, it's a perfect segment for you guys to get really into and learn more about Batman comics. Alright, so on to upcoming releases. For the next two weeks, December 10th, we have Detective Comics number 851, Nightwing number 151, Simon Dark number 15, Superman and Batman vs. Vampires and Werewolves number 5 of 6, Superman Batman number 54, Batman Confidential number 24, as we talked about earlier, Batman Joker's Asylum the Trade Paperback. On December 17th, we have Batgirl number 6 of 6, which will end that miniseries, Batman and the Outsiders number 14, the trade paperback that we talked about earlier, Batman Private Casebook, Birds of Prey number 125, Robin number 181, and also, as we mentioned earlier, Showcase Presents The Brave and the Bold, The Batman Team-Ups, Volume 3. So head down to your comic book shop, place your order online for those comics that are coming out in the next two weeks. So that really about wraps everything up that we've got to tell everybody about. On the next podcast, we are going to be covering variety of comics. There's actually a whole lot of comics to cover in the next podcast, and they are going to include Superman and Batman vs. Vampires and Werewolves number 3 of 6, Simon Dark number 14, Nightwing number 150, Detective Comics number 850, Batman Cacophony number 1 of 3, Batman Confidential number 23, Robin number 180, Batman and the Outsiders number 13, and Batgirl number 5 of 6. So make sure you listen in about two weeks for that one, and we'll make sure that you guys get your reviews of all those Batman comics. That's right, guys, so get ready. So that about wraps everything up. Make sure you listen to the Batman Universe podcast for all your other Batman-related news not having to do with the comics. And make sure you check out the website, get on the forums, get involved with the Bat fans that listen to the podcast. So this is Dustin. And this is Apple. And we'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Take care, guys. Have a nice day.